time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find him online at greensbororetirement.com if you have questions about your financial plan or want to set up a time to meet and talk about ways that you can improve your finances. And what do you know? That's our topic of conversation on the podcast today, opportunities for improvement. And you know, sometimes, Glenn, people, they just need a complete overhaul of their financial plan. If they've made mistakes, like we talked about on the most recent episode of the Retirement Roadmap, then they're probably in that category because they've got some big retirement regrets that need to be addressed. But other times, it's not that dire. It might just be a matter of a few tweaks that end up making all the difference with their financial plan. So I want to look at kind of the other side of that coin, not all these big retirement regrets, but some of the easy opportunities that are out there to improve your financial standing in the investing world. And and we commonly see these things all the time. I'm sure when you're doing an analysis, one of the first things you find in a lot of situations is that people have way too much money in cash for whatever the reason, maybe worried about a stock market crash in the near future, or they've just been burned since 2008 and have been scared to jump back in the market, whatever it may be, a lot of money sitting in that emergency fund or in cash. And sometimes there can be a, such a thing as too much in cash. What, what's the story on, on that scenario? Well, I mean, you're right, Walter. And, you know, and, th- and that is a risk, right? I mean, there's a risk of, of uh, taking too much risk. And then there's a risk of not having enough money that, that, that has opportunities to grow over time and and so you know you have to think in terms of what why is the money in cash and there and if there's a if there's a specific reason obviously everybody needs to have an emergency fund and you know and to be able to cover you know things that they know that they're going to be spending money on over the next year or so but then you know that beyond that you know there's if you have additional money than cash particularly if it's a lot more you know we have to start thinking in terms of well how is that money working for you you know it, it's oftentimes called lazy money if it's sitting in the bank particularly in today's environment where you know you maybe you're lucky if you're making 1% on you know on your savings at the bank or at the credit union but there's other places that you could position that money and really you know I like to think in terms of when we're thinking about planning and you know and, and time horizons I think is one of the best ways to think about it in terms of you know how much cash do you have versus you know the longer term investments I think we've talked in previous podcasts about having three different buckets you know the first bucket being the now bucket Right where those are dollars that need to be there and available for you know for the next year, and then there's the soon bucket, which is now we're going to plan for the next ten years, and so that money you know is also it, it probably shouldn't have a whole lot of volatility to it, but maybe it should have a little bit more growth than just the savings account might have, and then we have the later bucket, which is you know ten or more years away, and that money you know should be out there a little bit more and maybe a little bit more aggressive and have more growth opportunities to it, and oftentimes what I find is is that if people have too much sitting in in the bank in cash. It's just simply because they're probably a little bit nervous about what has happened in the past in the markets and so forth. And it's just really most oftentimes it's a lack of planning in terms of, well, when are we going to need these dollars and how soon are we going to be able to, you know, are we going to need to spend them and when are we going to need access to them? And if we start thinking in terms of that and we and we start segmenting our dollars into timeframes about when we're going to need them, then, then it gives us a little bit more insight about how we can position those dollars and then, you know, if, if those are dollars that need to be out there a little bit further out in the future, maybe 10 years or more, 
well, then it's maybe it's not so scary to put that money to work a little bit more than just you know sitting it in the bank. The, really, the key is is you know as we've talked about many times is is having a plan and making sure that that plan fits you and who you are and and what your needs are. So important to remember these things that again, it's not always about fixing major headaches in your plan. Just making small tweaks can make all the difference, and that's a few good examples of how that can happen when maybe you've got too much cash in your portfolio, might be a bit inefficient, and that can be a big help by just making it operate a little bit more efficiently. If you maybe took out a life insurance policy several years ago, it might no longer be needed, or those dollars could maybe be put to use somewhere else, or maybe it is still needed, but that's an area people could easily check in on, Glenn, and maybe improve their financial situation by analyzing some of those older policies. Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, it's it's very important because, you know, just like anything else in life in most industries, you know, the life insurance industry is, has gone through a lot of changes over the last couple of decades. And, you know, policies that were put in place, you know, 10, 20 years ago, oftentimes, you know, they can be very good policies, especially if you look at them in the context of policies that were put in place, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. But sometimes, you know, you can reevaluate and do an analysis and today's policies might be able to give you a little bit extra benefits and and possibly even, you know, even more more death benefit. We look at it and say, you know, hey, when you do the real analysis, you know, the cost of insurance has dropped over time with the way that um, the, the policy policies are, are created and built. And now we have a lot of policies that can be that can be what I would consider to be a hybrid policy, meaning that you might have a life insurance policy where you might be able to tap into the death benefit early for critical care or for some long-term care needs, where that might not be something that's readily available in some of the older policies. So, you know, we don't know whether you're, you're the policy from years ago is, is a good one or a bad one without doing the analysis. And, you know, it's certainly probably not a bad one, but the key question is, can there be enhancements to it? And is are you really getting all, all that you can get out of those dollars? You know, I always want to do an analysis and say, you know, hey, can we get a little bit more bang for your buck in terms of the benefits that you want to see come to you and or your heirs? And and it certainly doesn't hurt to take a second look and to do some quotes and, and to see if there's opportunities there. And if there is, then obviously we should try to take advantage of them. So important to do that. Again, make these little tweaks or at least check in on them. It doesn't mean you have to actually tweak anything. It's just these are the areas where we commonly find an opportunity for improvement of the plan. So Number one was too much in cash. That's common. Old life insurance policies, they could be gussied up, maybe reviewed a little bit, maybe made more efficient or put to better use, or maybe they're fine. But it's an area of opportunity for improvement there. Old 401ks would also fall into this category, Glenn. I'm assuming we mean here that uh, old 401ks left behind at a past employer often those could be viewed as inefficient as well. Well, you're absolutely right, Walter. You know, I mean, it's surprising. I mean, you see these, you know, from time to time, and a lot of times folks, they just, they leave those accounts behind and maybe they, you know, they had not built up that much and, or maybe they kind of forgot about them and maybe, you know, with the changes that they went through, but maybe they moved to a different area of the country or maybe, you know, there was a, there was a lot of upheaval in their life when they were changing jobs and so forth. And sometimes it just kind of gets put on the back burner and, and it's forgotten about. And, you know, and then it's like, oh yeah, I've got that old 401k and, you know, I, I should probably do something with it. And, and then life comes up and, you know, gives them another curveball and then they kind of forget about it and it stays on the back burner. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, that that money, you know, is yours, obviously, and, and you need to you need to have it working for you in, in the best way possible. And, you know, and, and typically, you know, you would like to take a little bit more control over it. And, and so that means, you know, you 
probably want to think in terms of maybe you know doing a rollover into an IRA or possibly depending upon you know how much you have there and another option might even be to just you know move it to your current 401k you know if with where you are you know there's not really a one size fits all answer sometimes it's better to you know to think in terms of doing an IRA sometimes it's better to you know to roll it over to your current plan and your current employer but it's certainly it's rarely if ever a really great idea you know to leave it behind because it's you know we just end up you know forgetting about it and then it doesn't get managed as well or properly and and frankly most of the time when you're looking at 401k options you know, they don't give you a lot of choices you know you, you have this this very you know very simple menu if you can choose between this fund this fund and that fund and you know more often than not you know there's other opportunities that are going to serve you better and so it's really a, an important thing and really a smart thing to take control over those dollars and last but not least one other one that we can mention here Glenn again these are small tweaks and uh, things to check in for an opportunity for improvement with your financial plan that end up making a difference in the long run, and that's to look at having a managed account with limited management. Maybe that sounds counterintuitive. What do we mean there? Well, Walter, I mean, there's a lot of folks out there. I think we've talked about this when we've talked about fees in the past, right? There are folks that have a quote-unquote managed account, you know, and, and they're and they're paying a management fee, you know, maybe either to their advisor or to, you know, to a third-party manager. And, you know, the key question is, is what are they getting out of that management? There's times when you, you know, you'll see accounts where they are, they are being managed and they, and they are getting extra value there. But more often than not, you see a lot of situations where somebody's just paying this fee and really they're just getting whatever the market gives them minus the fee. And that's really not what you want to see, you see happen. You know, if you're paying a fee, then you want to be getting something for it. Now, sometimes that can get confusing, too. It, just because the market's doing this or the market's doing that doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's what your management is supposed to do. You know, I mean, you don't want your manager just chasing after returns, particularly, you know, if you're in retirement, right? Because you need to be thinking in terms of when are you going to access those dollars and it's like how much risk are you taking? But you want to make sure that they're being managed with a purpose and a reason and that those plans are being followed. And then you know that you're really getting something for it. And like I say, I mean, the value is in the plan. It's not from the, you know, this year you made this or that year you made that. I mean, there's going to be times when you when you probably outperform the market and there's going to be times when you underperform the market. But ultimately, you want to know if is the management of, of your retirement funds in conjunction with your overall plan and, and making sure that the plan is in place and the plan is sound is far more important. And that's what I look at as far as management is to see, do you have that in place or are you just paying a random fee for somebody to manage one account and that account may or may not be you know, a part of an overall plan that, that makes sense for you in the, in the long term. All of these things are important to consider and that's where we often see opportunity for improvement. Maybe you've got too much in cash. Maybe it's an old life insurance policy hanging around or 401ks left with a past employer that could be working more efficiently for you. Or maybe you're in a managed account that's got way too much management going on and you could benefit from having a little bit more limited management and uh, moving pieces inside of that plan. All little tips, I think, and uh, I won't call them tricks. They're, they're just strategies and they're just sound investing and saving principles here to abide by. And uh, But it's sometimes 
sometimes, you know, you don't think of these things on your own. Sometimes it takes a little reminder, a little nudge, or somebody to bring these things up to think outside the box a little bit. And that's what Glenn Mosseller is here for as a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. If you want to set up a one-on-one complimentary review of your financial plan, you can do so by going to GreensboroRetirement.com. Again, that's GreensboroRetirement.com. And you can also call Glenn at 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535 to have a conversation about your plan and make sure you're on the right track to not only get to retirement, but all the way through it as well. And you can accomplish those goals sometimes with just these you know, small little tweaks, these opportunities for improvement. This has been the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. On next week's edition, we're going to talk about what it looks like to reap rewards for financial sacrifice. So by putting off what you could get today to tomorrow or sometime down in the future, what do those rewards for that patience and that sacrifice look like? We'll talk about some of the times where you may want to consider the delayed benefit instead of instant satisfaction. Talk about that next time on the Retirement Roadmap.